You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, what's up? December, you know, it's always an interesting month. It's an interesting month because of the, you know, kind of the world we live is that we live in a world where weirdly it's the people that like make their New Year's predictions and then it's the people that want to make fun or bash those that are making a prediction or a idea of what they want for the end of the year because they say things like, you shouldn't wait till a certain date to make a prediction or to work on yourself. And I think the irony on all of this is like we live in a world right now where I don't care what or when people are working on their own self-improvement or their own, you know, confidence or conviction. If you want to wait till December 31st to do it and that's the time that feels good for you, I say go for it. If you're one that wants to say, hey, I I know it's something that I need to do today because why am I going to wait these days? Then go for it. And I say that because, you know, on this episode, you know, I'm a a digital futurist and keynote speaker. And I will say one of the things that I've worked hard on throughout my career is that I believe in the harmony between technology and humanity. I believe that it's not technology that will fix people problems. I actually think that's the number one problem with technology today is that we as companies, as businesses, as a society are waiting for technology to fix many of the people problems that have existed in our world for hundreds of years. And guess what? The only thing that's going to solve people problems are people. But what technology will do, and what technology has enabled, especially over the last 10 years, has given a voice to the voiceless. It's given our ability to expose and shed light on things that have been in the shadows and been controlled for far too long. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist, so I can promise you that's not where I'm going with this, but it's more to the the sense of, you know, it's very easy for us to blame social media for exposing this world that was really bad and all these things going on. Or we can just recognize that uh, society as itself was pretty uh, effed up and we've done, we've been okay with people of power taking, you know, a, a advantage of those without power. We've been okay with this manipulation and if you have money, you can get away with anything type world. And I I believe as a society, we've decided that's no longer okay. And so the question that we often are are left with is, are we going to blame for technology for people problems? Or are we going to own the people problems that have existed for far too long and recognize that technology exposed them, but technology also gives us a chance to educate and see where we can go in the future. And so what I want to share is a couple of the, the trends and predictions that I feel we're going to see, especially leading into 2022. And there are things that, you know, in the NFT space, in the Web3 space that we just need to be aware of. And one of them is that I believe that we're going to see a continuation 
of this kind of copycat world. And part of it is because the blockchain, the beauty of the blockchain and the beauty of what Web3 enables is that decentralization requires transparency to go from a nice to have to a non-negotiable. Let me say that again. Web3 allows transparency to go from a nice to have to a non-negotiable. And what I mean by that is in today's world, the idea of trying to manipulate the way that stocks or that things are released or the way that things are tracked or who gets what uh, is now exposed. And the problem with that is that there are a lot of people that have been getting away with faking it till they make it and taking care of their, their fellow friends that might look like them or you know they're protecting their own. And we're going to go through a pinnacle of time where we're going to continue to see that and people are going to continue to get exposed. And I think part of this trend that I hope that we, we recognize as a community, especially this NFT community, is that we can't allow the bad news or the few bad examples to ruin what many of us believe is life-changing, culture-changing, and in many ways, a complete shift in the way that we look at the future. And so I don't believe, I'm not one that says, you know, six months from now, that's going to go away. I think the, the interesting part of this is there are a lot of people for a long while that have been successful and got away with what they've been doing in a non-transparent way. And as we move more to this decentralized world, it's going to, it's going to be hard. There's a lot of companies right now that are playing in the decentralized Web3 world that are not decentralized. They are centralized entities that want to control. And what they're trying to present us is the benefits that exist only in a centralized world and kind of blinding us to what that means. And I will tell you, that's what Facebook has done. That's what LinkedIn has done. That's what Twitter has done, Pinterest. You know, the idea that, you know, we as, as a community, as culture, would give up our data, our privacy for convenience and experience would have seemed crazy 10 years ago, yet it's where we became, it's where we've gone. And as someone that I love this early adoption culture, but I also know that it's weird for us to believe that with more adoption, with more growth, that we all of a sudden will see less of what is the thing that is oftentimes given the spotlight. And so Part of my prediction and my trends right now is just the idea that you know, we are going to reach a kind of a pinnacle of where this all is going, but we are not there yet. And we have a little bit of ways to go. And I, and I think it's upon us to celebrate wins, to understand the importance of rolling with the punches, as I've shared in many episodes here, but also understand that you know, part of this massive technology shift is that change is not easy. And for many people, they believe that rather than embracing change and learning something new, it's easier and more beneficial for them to bash what they don't understand. It's, it's really just the, it's the essence of society. To, it's been the essence of society for far too long. As change is presented to many people, they're presented with that opportunity of saying, ooh, what if I adapt? What if I, I, I take the time to learn? Or what if I attack and bash and bring those others down? And so... I just think that's an important past, you know, aspect to kind of keep in mind. The next thing I want to say is from a, a prediction and a trend is what we're going to see is we're going to see new industries, new verticals, new worlds adopt 
uh, NFTs. And some of them are going to do them where it is the one in a hundred thousand chance that it's going to be a board ape yacht club or a, um, this massively successful project. And we're going to see some of them copycat that, that, that arena. But what I'm going to predict is that we're going to see the other industries that have yet to jump into NFTs be the most innovative spaces. So for those that are looking for innovation in this space, don't look at the PFP projects or the next iteration of the most successful projects right now. That's not where innovation is going to lie. Innovation is going to lie in those spaces that have been listening and learning, been studying and understand the, the nuances, the failures and the successes, and they're going to adapt those. They're going to embrace smart contracts that are going to have elements that are going to allow us to grow and, and add on. They're going to rethink this idea of where we actually are minting an NFT is the, is the, like the gold standard of where we're going in the future. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make that prediction that the future innovation, especially the next 6 to 12 months, is going to happen far outside of the industries that we see right now that are, that are you know, kind of all in or embracing NFTs. The next trend I believe we're going to see is this kind of like disconnection a little bit from where NFTs and cryptocurrency are right now bonded. And what I mean by that is, you know, with when there are, you know, the bull run or we're dealing with, you know, the fluctuation of cryptocurrency, it is has a massive impact, rightfully so at the moment, on the NFT community, right? The idea that, you know, as I'm recording this right now, right, the idea that, you know, I'm looking at the the trend chart for the last you know month. And you know, if I would have bought an NFT on November 10th of 2020, I would have paid five thousand dollars, right around five thousand dollars if I bought a one ETH NFT. While I'm recording this, I would have paid four thousand one hundred and sixty-two dollars. And I think one of the things that we have to recognize is that you know, as we look at launches, as we look at anything that is playing in this, you know, this NFT arena, we're going to have to factor those things in. I will tell you for my project that we're, you know, we're releasing a lot of the details this week. You know, I've said for a while that our, our founders passes are going to be 1.1 ETH. Well, with the trends of where ETH have gone, there's been lots of people messaging me asking me, you know, how is that going to roll? How are we going to make that work? And I will say the beauty of the creator coins and rally is that I can, I can think of that from a rally perspective where I say that, you know, if you're buying uh, you know, the one of the 365 NFTs that I'm going to give them as close to 365 US dollars as I can. But in a month from now, if the coin goes up in 20%, I have no ill, I have no problem recognizing that the price of that NFT, that if you were a believer to begin with, would have been at a much lower price. And I think that is, to me, part of the beauty. And, and, I, and we're seeing some of these trends built into some of the projects that I'm tracking right now, right? There's a lot of projects that are doing reverse Dutch auctions. And for those that aren't familiar with that idea, uh, a Dutch auction itself is when, you know, the first certain amount of people that purchase a NFT, they purchase that at a high price, right? And as the the time goes on, the price will go down, but of course, all, also with the supply that is available, right? And the, it's kind of like the way that a lot, we've seen some projects work in the last three months, six months as well. And then recently we've seen kind of this reverse duck auction idea where the first 1,000 or 5,000 or 2,000 of a project are able to buy in at a certain low amount 
And then as people wait, as people want to jump in later, the cost of it goes up. And I think a lot of this comes into this like kind of like we're still trying to figure out as a culture, as a world, as an NFT community, like how do we not only reward the early adopters and the super fans, but also how do we build a, a you know mechanics or the the actual delivery of NFTs in a way that is fair? And I will say, for those that don't know me, I I work from a very ethical, um, moral place. I, I've made many decisions in my life that have cost me a lot of money, but for me, they have allowed me to sleep at night. And I will say, I don't. I, that's not a nego- non. That's a non-negotiable for me. I am a big believer, and when I feel like there's a gray area, I will stay away from it. For example, I was presented, you know, the opportunity to uh, manipulate the matrix. NFT launch that had happened with nifties. Uh, someone sent me the, the code or the process so that I could skip the line um, and not have to wait my turn to mint the NFTs. And I will say when I was presented it, I, my first thought was, I don't believe this is real. And because my background is in cybersecurity, I opened up, you know, I have another browser and I did some testing and I recognized, wow, there is a, a vulnerability within the browser right now that allows some kind of manipulation. But I'm also a believer that the blockchain can shares all and that logged in the blockchain should be what someone's whitelist number was or what someone's you know waitlist number was. And then also the number that they actually minted their NFTs. And, and if we're not able to connect those dots and expose those that manipulated the system, then we're not doing ourselves any favors. And so I'm a big believer that we're going to see some projects in the near future and there's a couple of them out there right now. I will give a shout out. There's the, you know, um, there's a couple, you know, really cool um, projects that are are just making some really amazing headway. And I'll and I'll give it to Psychedelics Anonymous. And I'm gonna I'm gonna have the the founder of Psychedelics Anonymous on the podcast. Um, we become friends via Twitter. I think they've done an amazing job of building a whitelist. They didn't announce their Discord until today. And I believe in the first 30 minutes of announcing their Discord, they had 6,000 people jump over there. And it wasn't because of like an overhype, but rather they've been very methodical on building a community without it having to live on Discord until it was closer to the release of their NFT. And, and for those that are wondering, you know, the, that's one of the FTs we have on our radar for January. So you'll be hearing a lot more about you know, Psychedelics Anonymous and what that team is doing. But definitely one of the predictions and trends that I will throw out there. Another prediction and trend that I'm I'm going to predict is that we are going to see a transformation beyond Discord for NFT projects. And what I mean by that is, you know, I held off for a long time of creating a, a, a channel outside of Discord because I was kind of in that belief, you know, and, and Gary Vaynerchuk always talks about it, right? You know, if people are going to want to believe and embrace what you have to do, they're going to go where you are no matter what. And, I, and I'm a believer in that in many cases. But I also believe that where our society is right now, it is difficult for us to embrace something new or multiple things new. And so, you know, I launched less than a month ago, I launched a Facebook group, you know, dedicated to just being kind of like the onboarding. I even called it a pop-up group because I didn't want it to be something that would be ever, you know, forever I have to manage. But I understand there's a lot of people that want to get into crypto and they want to buy ADHD creator coins and they want to invest in NFTs, but they don't want to learn a new social network or a new channel like discord. And I can understand that. 
And so I launched that Facebook group and I will tell you, we're now over 150 members in that Facebook group. If you guys are interested in that, you can just search NFT365 on Facebook. You'll see the Facebook group is very public. Uh, that, that Facebook group is getting a, you know, a lot of you know, information there, but not the, you know, the first information is being dropped in my Discord. The Discord is where I'm, I'm giving the, the primary discussion, but I also understand I need to onboard and let people see the light there on Facebook. And what I believe that we're going to see as a trend is we're going to see some of the projects that release that they're going to embrace LinkedIn groups. And then we're going to see another group that's going to embrace Pinterest and bring that in as a pipeline for a successful project. And so one of my predictions is when we're looking to evaluate projects in January, February, March, and April, it will not be on Discord size. Rather, it'll be on what is the engagement that they can get, this project can get on their primary channel, the primary location for their audience. Because I will tell you right now, if you looked at you know my Discord numbers, you wouldn't think the numbers that I'm predicting that we can make happen with this NFT drop were possible. But then if you combine that with not only my Instagram stories, groups, and the followings that I have there, but with the podcast downloads and those that are you of you that are listening to this with also that Facebook group, and then also combine that with the Discord numbers, I can promise you those numbers look very easy. So it's something that we're going we're gonna to see a little bit more of. The other thing we're going to see a little bit more of is that we're going to see a lot of people that are going to flake out that have been looking for that home run or that one hit wonder. And my, my, my voice to them is, you know, overnight success, you know, is not something that you should plan for or build a strategy around. I've never been a believer in building a strategy around going viral. What I have been a big believer in was creating content and conversation in real time, but setting yourself up strategically to operate at the right time. And I believe that is the magic of where we're going to see a lot of these projects going. And so it's going to be a lot less about giving your, you know, your release date far in advance, but rather understanding the market, understanding where things are going, understanding how to be open and communicative with your audience. And the last thing I'll say for a, a trend and a prediction for those that are kind of like kind of marking their, their spots is we're going to see kind of this emergence of a second and probably a third competitor to, uh, to Ethereum or ETH, you know, Ether. And, you know, for those that are, you know, kind of confused on there, right? E Ethereum is the technically the blockchain. The um, Ether is the actual, you know, uh, you know, crypto that is operating on the blockchain of, of Ethereum. And right now we, we've been willing to pay gas fees and some of the things that have been going on. And I do believe we're going to see like an insurgence of some of the other, of the other crypto channels. But I also believe that, you know, you know, depending on the marketplaces and the education that we provide the, the newbies, those that are coming on board, I think a lot of it's going to be hard to disrupt where a lot of our focus is now, but within caveat, because here's the, here's the stat that you're going to want to use at your next Christmas party. This is the stat you're going to want to use at your next Hanukkah party. This is the stat you're going to want to use at your you know, New, Year, New Year's Eve party. Did you know that Google was the 37th search engine that was ever released? Let me say that again. Google was the 37th search engine that was ever released. And what I mean by that, what I, the reason I use that as a stat you're going to want to care about is there are people that are going to say that, you know, Oh, you got in early and, and you got lucky and you know, I'm too late. I'm not going to be able to play a part in this. And you're also going to have people that are going to say, oh, you know, 
those that are early are always going to crash and burn. And what I'm here to say is that, you know, you never say never on on either side. And I will I will say one of my focuses, and this will this will give you a little bit into my strategy, is I love to live on the edge of where we are going, but I spend almost all of my focus on where we are today. And so the magic of this space is creating a strategy, creating a, a, a methodology that is open to what is possible, but that is focused on what is today. And I will tell you for all those that are listening, we're working on a pretty cool little project right now for every one of our listeners. We're working on what we're calling kind of a trust score of an NFT project based on the experience that we've had now over the you know 24 minutes that we've had. Also, some of the people on our team that have you know gone through some of the highs and the lows uh, of the different projects. And we're going to be able to to build out a, a really you know concise, what we're considering a trust score. And it doesn't mean that the project's going to be successful, but what we are going to focus on is how much can we trust what the founders and the vision and the community are trying to tell us. And part of this is to expose those quote-unquote influencers. And you guys know, influencer as a word does not bother me. It's what's paid my bills for a long freaking time. But I'm also a big believer in that, you know, transparency in the influencer space only does a great thing for me because those that are faking it to they make it, those that are, are shilling a project, not telling their audience that they're getting paid for it. Those that are, uh, that are, you know, putting it all over social something. And when the project fails, they don't even talk about it. They just move on to the next one. Those are the people that are going to no longer be the authority in this space. The ones that we're going to see as the authority in the space are those that embrace their failures, that recognize that you know they are going to not only make mistakes, but sometimes things aren't going to work out. They're going to believe in a project, but then they're going to see the project fail. And their question is going to be, do I ignore it and hope people don't recognize that I was part of that, that project? Or do I own it and use it as a teaching moment? And so my final prediction of this is the influencers of 2022 in the blockchain NFT crypto space are not going to be the ones that we look at as influencers today. They're going to be the ones that are willing to admit what they don't know. They're going to they be very open and transparent with the projects that they talk about and they put their name behind. And more so than anything else, they're going to humble themselves and recognize that everything that lives in the blockchain lives in the blockchain so that we can, there is no secrets. If you, if you claim something in this blockchain world, we're going to be able to figure it out eventually. And so that's where I think we're going. I think we're, this is exciting times. For all those that, you know, that are listening here, I, we, we talk about it a lot. This is not financial advice, but I do believe you have to roll with these punches. You have to understand where we're going and you have to believe that no matter what the short-term results present us, what we believe as the future, and I mean this with every ounce of my being, where, where I believe we are going as a culture and a society, thanks to Web 3.0, is a place where I'm going to be proud to raise my daughters. It's a place where I believe we're going to remove the starving from the artist. It's a place where I believe it's not about faking it till you make it. Rather, it's about owning the journey and celebrating the wins along the way. And we're going we're gonna to be able to not only celebrate those wins, but we're going to be able to go on these journeys with those that want to be a part of it. 
We're going to see DAOs that are going to be manipulated by the Silicon Valley. We're going to see brands come in and own you know way too many assets and alienate people's first NFT experience. But here's the thing. Those are all short-term flashes. I believe that together, as long as we're willing to kind of look through this and roll with these punches and believe in where we're going, and I'm a believer. And if you're not a believer, I recommend jump over to our Discord, discord.gg slash ADHD coin. Discord slash GG slash, you know, ADHD coin. And come over and share. You know, we're not there to convince anybody of anything, but we are very open with sharing, you know, our thoughts, predictions. I know a lot of you took me up with the, you know, two episodes ago when I said, you know, if you, if you have a project that you're looking into and you want some advice or thoughts on it, feel free to post it in the Discord. I mean, we've had hundreds of people do that. And I, for me, I, I, I am going through each of those and, and, and owning my commitment. But the beauty of that to me is that you guys see what I see. You believe what I believe. And the cool part about that is no matter what happens in the short term, here's, here's the magic. Failure sucks. And there are a lot of people that are going to tell you failure is a necessary step to, to success. I think that's crap. I, I wish failure wasn't a necessary success. And for some people, there, it isn't. Especially those that are coming from white privilege, you know, like myself. That many of us, you know, we, they're, they're, our path to success isn't necessarily need to have failure. But here's the, here's the magic sauce. Is that it's not about one way or the other. It's rather this part. Failure is going to suck and it's going to kick you in the gut and it's going to hurt when it happens. But here's what I'm going to tell every one of you that are listening to this episode. The magic is believing and recognizing that you will never settle for failure. Failure will never be your long-term outcome, will never be what you are recognized for or known for. And if you believe that, then we can get through the tough times. We can get through the failure, the rug pulls, the times where we believe that we're, that, that we're alone or that we're the only ones that aren't getting lucky in this space. And so I believe the magic is in not you know, just owning that failure happens, rather owning that failure sucks and it hurts and sometimes takes a lot longer to get out of than, than many of us recognize. But believing in each and every one of you that we will get through it, that it will not be what you settle for. Rather, it will be what pushes you forward to continue on with what you're doing. My name is Brian Fanzo. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, this episode was super powered by the ADHD coin over on Rally. We have over 900 amazing supporters. And just this week alone, uh, we hit 30,000 Rally rewards points that were were dropped on uh, Sunday uh, of this week, uh, which means over 15,000 US dollars were given to those that are holding our uh, our ADHD coin. So it's not, you know, just like crypto or NFTs where you're hoping the price goes up, but by simply supporting the, the ADHD coin and being a part of this community, you're getting rewards each and every week. Thank you everyone who is supporting. For all of you that are on that fence, there's no better time than today. Make it a great day, my friends. Go with Cheers. Financial